What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Realty Channel. My name is TJ McClelland, and I'm the broker. I'm super excited to share all the things we have planned with you. So sit back, strap in, and let's have some fun. What's up, everybody? This is TJ McClellan, the broker of Fitness Realty, here to bring you another update in the market. So this is going to be the update for October. I'm super excited to bring you guys these stats and the numbers. But before we get started, I just wanted to thank everyone that continues to show up and give us your support. We can't do this without you. We are continuing to grow. You might not see it in our numbers when I show you how many agents that we have right now. You can see that we've kind of dwindled down a little bit from our previous highs. A lot of that is is due to the market. People are just getting out of this position and leaving the career field. However, we do have a lot more people that are joining up to start school. And so we will continue to grow in that arena. The other thing that we're doing right now is our company is starting to acquire cash flowing assets. So if you want any more information about that, or you want some information about investing into real estate, we definitely teach that. Also, I didn't put up my green screen. I wanted you guys to kind of see my office in the background. That's my wife's desk. <laughs> so anyway, I just really wanted to be real with you guys. Sometimes I put up the green screen and then they make it look all pretty and things like that. Honestly, I just want to bring you the raw numbers and show you what our market looks like right now. So this is what I want to show right now that we just went over 10,000 listings on the open market. So for the MLS, the Wasatch Front MLS, or what's called Utah Real Estate, which lately has actually been acquiring more realtors from other areas outside of the Wasatch Front. In fact, I think they've acquired three to 400 new realtors from the Washington County Hurricane area. If you're not from here and you wonder what the heck is Hurricane, it's Hurricane, but we don't say it that way. So anyway, you can see that we're up over 10,000 listings right now. My September prediction I didn't think that we would hit 10,000. So it's really kind of interesting to see. We were at like 9,800. So I guess it was pretty close. However, I just thought we were going to kind of go down a little bit more. But I think people are really trying to capitalize on the market before we get into the time where people just can't really move real estate at all. So you're going to see when we get to the graphs, there's an area where we just don't see a lot of volume being sold through the market. And those are typically right between Thanksgiving to the new year. And so I'll show you that when we get to the graphs. So it's pretty much the same graphs from last month, except for with new brand or brand new numbers. So let's kind of go to our statistics. All right, number of listings entered. So this is that one graph that I liked to show. I'm going to make this just a hair smaller so that it makes it fit better. So you can see this is how many residential listings are entered into the MLS on a given month. And so you can kind of see in September, we had 4,700 new listings, which is a little bit more down from 2021. But you can kind of see we just have this trend line where April, May, June, people were really trying to put their homes on the market because they wanted to try to capitalize on the market. We saw the interest rates coming. People that closed right through here really kind of capitalized on that the last swing of how the market was still kind of hot. And then as we continued through that, the Fed rate hikes, we kind of really started to dwindle down. You'll see that on another graph more readily available, but you can see that we are trending down on the number of listings input into the market. Now, the interesting thing to me is that when I showed you first that we have over 10,000 active listings, so we're probably in a two-month range of how many active listings are on there worth of homes being put on, right? 
And really what I mean by that is homes are being put onto the market all the time, but now you're seeing that homes are becoming stagnant because for us to only put 4,700 in on September, but we still have 10,000 active listings, those are really gathering up from June, July, August, September, right? Stagnant listings are becoming more readily available. I don't know if that's the right word. There are just more stagnant properties if they're listed too high, or maybe they need a lot of work. So you can see, we'll probably follow this trend line. I, I bet it would be a little bit lower just because I think people are skittish about putting their, their home on the market right now. So let's continue to go down. Okay. So here's that active listing number that I was talking about. We really kind of followed 2021 and then we really started to shoot up as we had those fed rate hikes and as homes stay on the market longer and longer. So this is kind of interesting. Remember when I was talking about in September that I think this will just kind of be more of a flat line. We still are kind of accumulating up, right? Like I thought that we would not go over 10,000. We did crest 10,000 just barely. 10,178 yesterday. So what you're seeing here is we had this really hard uptick when people were really trying to capitalize on the market. And now you have a lot of inventory that's kind of sitting around and it's still moving, right? We can get down to the sold listings. So you'll see that there are market indicators that we're still selling real estate. People are always going to need to buy and sell. I'll give you two cases or two scenarios that always happen in any real estate market. And it always causes somebody to buy or sell. There are way, way more than this, of course, but these are the two that I always kind of talk about. There was always going to be somebody who is coming of age and ready to buy a house. They Sometimes they don't even care when the market or what that timing looks like. Let's say they're 22. It doesn't matter if they buy today, tomorrow, six months from now, a year from now. They're going to be sitting really good in a piece of property. So in their case, it really doesn't matter. Let's say they made their parents really angry, you know, or not angry, but they're ready for them to move out and the parents help them with a down payment. That is a home sale and that happens more frequently than you guys would think here in Utah. I don't know about other markets, but it definitely happens here. Scenario number two, somebody passes away and the kids inherit the home. They're going to sell it for cash and liquidate that asset. That happens all the time. And it's unfortunate for families, of course, but that is the circle of life. Assets tend to pass hands. And if somebody inherits a piece of property, a lot of times they're ready for the cash to come out of that asset. And so it creates a selling opportunity. And so you're always gonna see in this market, people buying and selling. It might be a little different than what it was 120 days ago or six months ago, but there are always gonna be people buying and selling. Let's keep on going down. All right, so average number of active residential listings per day. Remember when I showed this at last month, it really uptick and shot up. So the thing that I wanted to point out here is that we really are kind of in this trend line from 2018 and 2019, which is a time when the market felt normal, right? The interest rates look terrible right now, and that's really creating a lot of havoc out there but the inventory levels are similar to 2018 and 2019. So it's not super alarming. When people are like, oh, the real estate market's crashing, the boom is over, that's just not true. If we had twice as much inventory as we did in 2018 and 2019, maybe it would be a different story. But right now, we just aren't seeing it that way, right? Now what we're seeing is buyers are able to get some of their closing costs paid for by the seller. We're not writing ridiculous offers that really put people into compromising positions. 
And so I feel like we're in a way better place now. It is really scary out there. So for buyers and sellers, let us have a conversation with you to talk to you about what this looks like in this market. And you don't know, you might have a great scenario for you still presented to you and make something happen. Under contract listings, so you can just see, we've had a lot of under contract listings go down, or I mean, what I mean by that is there are less and less under contract listings. That's just the nature of the beast. There are less buyers out there and those buyers can afford less. And so they're not buying as much property or they're not buying two homes. A lot of California buyers, they used to come into the market, excuse me, and pay cash for a house and potentially a rental property. I'm just not seeing that right now be the case. And so you're really seeing the under contract listings go. It's just being lower and lower on this graph. Average number of under contract residential listings per day. Uh, let's skip that one. We don't really care about that. The active no-show residential, that's a really weird way to say they're marketing the property without marketing it yet. They just won't show it. Like, let's say it needs a bunch of renovations and stuff, but that is a pretty wide gap between 2021 and 2022. So there are a lot of homes just coming on the market, not ready for showings. It's just a weird way to put it out there, right? A lot of times I would just say if the home's not quite ready, don't put it on the market. But our MLS has some rules against that. So let's see, not that. Sold listings. Okay, let's talk about that one, right? Like I said up front or earlier that there were a couple scenarios that indicate a buy and sell opportunity. So like I said, people are always going to buy and sell homes. That's never going to change. However, you can really see that our sold residential listings is really, really far down from where it used to be. So take a look at 2021, all the way down to 2022. What's that? A 25% drop, sort of, maybe 22 and a half, 23, something like that. So you can see a 22, 23% drop from 2021 to 2022. However, like I said, we're kind of back at that 2018, 2019 range. So from 3,700 to 3,200, that's not as big of a swing as it was from 2021 to 2022. So I really think, of course, we're going to see this downtrend over here. Like it's probably going to just flatline and go across. Like I said, there's always people that are going to buy and sell, but it's not as easy right now with buyers having a hard time with the interest rates. All right. The last one that I wanted to show, this is kind of a weird graph of back to market listings. This is homes that went active and then went under contract. And then now they're back to active. So you can see this uptick, the purple line, I've never seen it shoot up this high this fast. This is all of the contracts that got canceled or they lost the contract or the buyers lost financing due to the interest rate hike. Whatever the case may have been, you see this big shoot up, just boom, all the way up here to May. Now, the interesting thing is oh, to me, I wonder what this will look like to trend for the rest of the year. Because there's always contracts that go active and then under contract back to active. So these back to market listings. So I'm, I'm curious to see if this will follow the trend down. I think that the middle here, yeah, we had some weird things happening in the market for both years. This orange line, super hot. People were not backing out of contracts as much in these hot months. Because if you waited a month, let's say you got a contract right here in May and then you didn't like it and you would have already waited a month. The price has shot up like 8% in this time frame. So you lost, let's say you lost ten dollars to $15,000. And I say lost, like you didn't lose it, but your purchasing power got lowered, you know. And then caveat to that is now we're in this new market where the interest rates are squeezing everyone. 
And so you saw this new wave be just different, right? So it's kind of interesting to see this as a graphical view. All right, I think that's it on this list. Let's shoot over to my spreadsheet. So I'm gonna show you real quick. This is the average cost graph. I have one thing to show you super fast. Let's do October, 2017. All right, take a look at this number, 337,605. October, 2017, so that was only five short years ago. I'm sure a lot of you are like, holy crap, five years, that just goes by so fast. And I feel the same way. Time is flying right now. I just feel like with the market, life, kids, family, everything's cruising really fast. That's just the nature of the beast. I guess everybody kind of explains it that way. So anyway, 337,000, October, 2017. Maybe let's use September's number because uh, I only have up till September. September, 2017, 331,000. Let's go to today's date, September, 2022. 602,000. So these are average home prices in Salt Lake County. Of course, this is only for Utah. So if you're outside of Utah, this, this stuff makes no sense and is not valid for anywhere else. But if you are in Utah, there are similar numbers for most of the areas around Utah. Of course, everything is hyper-localized. So just take this with a grain of salt. However, from 331 to 602, that's nearly double. So the average home price went from 331 to 602 in only five short years. So this market that we've seen the last five years was insane, incredibly hot, ridiculously insane over 2021. I think that was the most grueling period if you were a buyer and it was really hectic. So yeah, anyway, what I like to make a point there is if you had bought any piece of property in 2017, you'd be about double in what the value is today. And so a lot of people will say, when was the last, or when was the best time to buy a piece of property? Well, it was 20 years ago. When's the second best time? Today, right? So there are people buying and selling, like I've said. If you have a longevity window, let's say you're 20, 22, 25, 30, 35, like we can get you into a piece of property and you're gonna be sitting awesome in the future. All right, real quick, I always kind of like to show this a little bit. Right now we have 20 agents. I've had as high as 28. We really had as high as 32, but I started tracking this a little late. So now we only have 20, you can see we've kind of gone down, right? That is due to people quitting this career field altogether. We are the 196th company out of 1,306, which is kind of crazy. So you can see we've we've gained a little bit of brokerage firms in the last month. So it's just interesting to watch. All right, I have one more section to show you, the average rental cost. Okay, I wanna show you something that's kind of wild. Let's see, not Mill Creek, not Sandy, not West Jordan, Murray. Oh, Salt Lake, here we go. Downtown Salt Lake. This is the most insane thing I've ever seen. So I run rental numbers off of a website called Rentometer, rentometer.com. You guys can get a professional account there if you wanna see some rental numbers. But this is the crazy part. The rental numbers for this address, and I just happened to find a listing on, on Utah Real Estate like four years ago when I started tracking numbers. So it has nothing to do with this unit. It just gives me a pinpoint that I can do a circle around. But I did a downtown condo three bedroom unit. So now the low, so this would be like, if you had a range, there's definitely gonna be a range of numbers and rent that are gonna be way higher than the top end, just due to like luxury or City Creek or whatever. So I try to get rid of those. And then there's definitely the low end, which would be like just really not renovated property or it's in a sketchy part of the neighborhood or whatever. So then I try to get rid of those so we can just get a good ballpark. 
So this low end jumped almost $500. The middle average almost, it jumped over $1,000. And then you can see this top end jumped almost $1,500. This is the most insane jump that I've ever seen. Downtown Salt Lake, in my opinion, is turning into like a little tiny Los Angeles, which has its good, you know, has its pros, has its cons. So I'm not saying one side or the other. I'm just saying the rent has jumped up in downtown Salt Lake like crazy. I'll show you a little graph really quick before we wrap up. Let's see, three bedroom SLC condo. I'm gonna make it a hair smaller so you guys can see it. So you can see I've got this trend line, which is that light blue line. And then you can see the dark blue line is the actual numbers from the graph. And you can just see, look at this rocketing up. Last month, I don't know why it dipped down. You know, just could have pulled weird random numbers, which is why I like the trend line. The trend line shows really what's happening. This other graph, of course, is going up and down with the market, but you can see this uptick. This is insane. I've never seen something like that, so it's kind of wild. Lastly, the average graph, right? So I wanna show the average graph. I average out all of the different rental property income areas that I look at. And you can see this dark red line. Those are the actual numbers, but this trend line is what, I'm, what I wanna show you. There's a lot of people that were teaching how to get into rental property. This is the beauty of rental property. Let's say you bought your property right here. Your mortgage was like $1,600. You're only getting $1,500 in rent. Most likely you wouldn't even have done this deal. So let's kind of reverse those numbers. Let's say you're renting for $1,500, the average, and your mortgage is $1,400. So that's not a lot of cash flow. There's so much stuff that goes into a rental property, you're probably negative cash flow. So maybe that's not a great deal, or maybe you're just living into it, and maybe you're gonna rent it out one day. But this is the cool part. Rent has continued to go up. Boom, 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 boom. Here's this trend line, boom, 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 boom. Right now we're above the trend line, which is kind of crazy, which will help bring this trend line even higher in a different slope, right? The slope will get steeper. So this is the cool part. Rent, the average rent now, this is probably $1,700, 1720 something like that. Well, your mortgage is still $1,400. So now you get to capitalize on this spread, whatever that might be. So I love that. Rental properties are a great way to make money. I have an entire calculator to show you all of the aspects about rental property. There are four ways to make money in rental property in just a long-term rental. So it's super awesome. I'd love to show you more. This is just a little snapshot of the average rent. So you can kind of see what's happening in the Salt Lake, Utah market or in Utah in general. So it's just fun to watch and fun to look at. All right. Well, this has been a presentation by TJ McClelland. I am the broker of Fitness Realty. This is October's market update. Hopefully you guys are okay with me just shooting it raw in my office and showing you what the background looks like. You know me, I'm not as professional as a lot of other people think a broker should be. But the main takeaways here, there are always people that are buying and selling homes. So if that is something that you're interested in and you want to learn more about how to get your home bought or sold or buy a home, let me know. I can definitely help you. We have a ton of staff members that are trained, ready to help as well. If you're interested in the rental property calculator and you want me to show you how to demo that or you want a little tutorial on your first rental or whatever let me know and then lastly if you know a real estate agent or a loan officer that is interested in making a change into a different company let me know about that as well we're not hiring loan officers but i've got a team that is prepared to offer something awesome to that loan officer on the real estate side of the house, we are ready to hire any real estate agent that is already licensed in Utah. 
So if you're looking for a change and you want more information, let me know. And as always, I love you guys. I love the Utah real estate market. I think this is the greatest way to make money and to build generational wealth. There is nothing like it. Stock market can't do it. There's no other vehicle that can do it. So if you can't tell, I'm super passionate about it. But I love you guys. This has been October's market update and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll see you next time and we love you. Later.